Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. We've got you covered. Uh, I'm Justin, I'm one of your hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh. Can I, can I use this opening spot to make a small confession? Sure. I wish you would. Air it out. <laughs> um, every time we watch or we play the intro... My brain take my brain takes the Thrawn quote and finishes it with a different sentence that makes no sense. Like every kiss begins with K, or <laughs> every little thing she does is magic. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, it's, nice. I don't, I don't know why, but it, and it's just the first word is the trigger word for it. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, nice. yeah. it just so my brain's ways, weird. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. Say it again. Uh, this is Kyle, and I think we all agree this this week's uh, Bad Batch episode little little more little more entertaining, right? Little Way more. better. No, I we really enjoyed the f- last week. <laughs> yes, I'll, although I have heard that this is like the best episode from the critics are saying that this was like the best episode, which is Ooh. worrisome. Wait, although season? I, a little bit of an early peak. Ooh. I I will say that. Uh, none of the people they weren't like the screeners didn't have the last two episodes. I think I said that last week, but just as a reminder. So hopefully, at least if nothing else, those last two episodes are lit bangers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not encouraging. No, but you know, open minded as as always. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> right. Um. Hopefully, there's more positive episodes to come. Because if that was it, I mean, this is 16 episodes of Bad Badge. You can't hit your peak by episode three. That's that's not good. So, uh, but yeah, you're right, Kyle. This was um much much better than weeks one and two, or well, I guess episode one and two, which was in the same week. But yeah, uh, no, this was this was a killer episode. This was phenomenal. Uh, we actually don't have a ton of news to discuss this week, so I think we can dive right into the Bad Batch and uh, and first stick of things. Yep, and discuss it here. This was uh, Season 2, Episode 3, The Solitary Clone. Crosshair is by himself with all these other, other clones that he does not like. <laughs> right. Was he the solitary clone or was, was Cody the solitary clone? Ah, that's a good question. Yeah, director was uh, Saul Ruiz on this one with Brad Rao, so we had a different directors than the first two episodes. Tag team in it. Uh, Dave Filoni, Jennifer Corbett were the writers. Cast pretty much consisted of D. Bradley Baker, um, along with uh, yeah, Vice Admiral Rampart, which is Noshir Dalal. Um, we did have a couple new appearances in this episode. We had Governor Groton, who was played Ooh. by yeah, dude, guy, giant turd, uh, played by Max Middleman, who has done countless anime projects. He's in One Punch Man, Thundercats Roar, Ben Ten. Um, and he's done a ton of Marvel and DC animated projects. Um, the the talented Matt Wood was back um, yeah. in this as as the ever so talented Battle Droids. Um, General Grievous been General Grievous. Uh, anything sound related in Star Wars, he's been a part of. Um, so oh, Battle Droids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, Roger guys. Yep. Uh, Marvel shows, movies, anything that you love, Star Wars and Marvel wise, he's probably done sound for it at some point or something sound related. Little trivia about uh, Governor Groton: his uh, first name is actually Aw. Aw, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Loves thinly sliced potatoes and mm-hmm. cheese sauce. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had the PA voice and the tactical droid. Always love a good tactical droid. Uh, we had one yeah, of those same. in this episode. Uh, Shelby Young. 
the talented Shelby Young was back. She does a lot of voiceover work. Princess Leia in Lego Star Wars games. She's Leia in, I believe, Star Wars Forces of Destiny as well. The Marvel What If series. She's also been in a couple episodes of American Horror Stories. So she was back. And then um, Tawny Ames, uh, the character Tawny oh, Ames. She's yeah. a real one. Telling it like it is to uh, to Cody. She's uh, dropping some science on him, and I don't think he was quite ready for that. Um, to hear it, you know? Who, who plays Tawny? Uh, Tasia Valenza. Um, she's was, I don't know if you guys ever played Metal Gear Solid. She was Sniper Wolf in the Metal Gear Solid games. She is Poison Ivy in, in the Batman Arkham games. She's done a ton of DC projects. She's also been in Star Wars Resistance. She was Vanessa Doza. Um, and she's been in the Old Republic games. She was also in Clone Wars as Shakti and a droid. So yeah, she's been around doing voiceover her, stuff for quite some time her too. Her real name is more Star Wars appropriate I feel like than the name of her character. I agree. Mhm. No no hate to Tony Ames. No. No just but, just a lot of flavor I know, there. I know yeah. a whole I know a family in real life whose last name is Ames. <laughs> um we this episode we return to the planet Desix which was previously in Clone Wars. Yep. Um and the episode that uh, Tawny Ames kind of refers to is is Clone Wars season three, Heroes on Both Sides, where Padme and Ahsoka travel to meet with Mina Bonteri to kind of spearhead a peace initiative um, between the Separatists and the Republic at the time. Go ahead, Josh. Interestingly enough, I've heard that that's uh, the former guy's favorite uh, episode of Clone Wars. You know, because he's all about Heroes great good sides. people on both sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I'm going to turn it over to, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Kyle here and he's going to dive in deep I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> uh, on the, uh, on the bad batch here. And, um, why don't we just go through kind of like a high level rundown of what's going on in this episode? Let's start there. Uh, well, there was a lot of, uh, familiar things from Clone Wars. Uh, so there was a lot of little, I mean, you wouldn't even call them Easter eggs, I guess, because they were just like right there plot points, but lots of old Clone Wars droid army stuff. I mean, we see clones in this show a lot, obviously, but uh, to see all the Separatist stuff again was kind of cool. Um, we were on Desix, which I, as far as I know, this is the first time we've ever, ha- Desix has ever existed. First time we've talked about it, you know, they were Separatists, whatever, but um we've never been to the planet we had the new class transport shuttle it's not new it's probably very old (laughs) but it is the new class landing and bringing um this uh what was the governor's names with the g groton all groton governor all groton with like not nearly enough clones apparently they're like you know what we're gonna show up we're gonna tell them this is our planet now and they'll be like okay cool now it's your planet and he had like 12 people with him yeah and so they were not having it tawny ames is like uh no um we're an independent system and we're going to remain an independent system and a bunch of b1 battle droids pop up like all on the ramparts uh shout out to our the other turd imperial officer rampart uh and they take uh augraton and his clones i think they were clones right or were they stormtroopers i think they were stormtroopers because their helmets yeah, right, were different, different helmets than, than the clones, clones yes crosshair and cody yep so stormtroopers and all Groton went down without even firing a shot and they are held captive nigh immediately upon arrival and the, i just gotta point this out though it's funny because I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out he shows up with these I don't. Like, what do you? Uh, well, what do you call them? conscripted? Is that what they're called? Like when they're like or joinees or whatever? Or like I, I don't know. They're not clones. I, I don't think they're. Well, they're. What was the name of the bill they they're talking about later? But oh, the, I, my impression is that it's more of a draft and less of a sign up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but he shows up with these guys, right? In in this whole episode, it's like, hey, we're we're transferring over. We're moving away from the clones. These other guys, but they had to send in the clones to bail out 
grot or grotten in in the the draftees and the clones are clearly better but at the same time rampart's going well we got a problem because these clones are realizing what we're doing wrong and they're getting a conscience and they're all like going awol so it's like this well the the plan is kind of flawed it, it seems to me like the order 66 thing was like that's a very specific take out the jedi thing and it like flipped a switch and they basically had no control over that one directive you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but now that that's kind of done and they're just going about being this military and taking over all these planets and i i think they're realizing that like yes we didn't have control over that one thing that we did but now we're doing a whole bunch of other like things that are not in line with what we signed up to do in in the first Mm -hmm. place or were created to do i guess you know uh yeah and like you were saying he said they're kind of um rampart says they're not as loyal as they used to be um but it seems like they're all just kind of we were doing this for the Republic, but this isn't the Republic, you know, right. it's not. They're, important. they're realizing they were duped. Yeah. Like, Hey, we were doing just, this initially for like everyone else, something better, but now it's, we're doing the same things that we thought separatists were doing to these people. And, and it, it's just this, like it layers over top of each other. It's like, um, really crappy apartments in college. Like they've just, the, the walls have just been painted over 20 million times and it looks gross. And it's just this nasty wall well, paint. How depressing. We were created <laughs> to, you know, defend the Republic. And when they say the Republic, that means, you know, the people of the Republic. And now they realize that their whole life, they're mm-hmm. a cog in this machine that is actually oppressing people mm-hmm. you know, how, what a what a miserable kind of realization yep. do we think that it's possible that inhibitor chips just have a shelf life like that that like they don't that they're that people are actually going awol because they don't they're not functioning anymore i don't know maybe i wonder if they'll elaborate on that i mean i guess we'll yeah as i say we'll we'll see if they if they you know everyone is hoping that cody being reintroduced is going to lead to some sort of Cody and Kenobi reunion, which I think would, would, Mm -hmm. you know, could answer that question. Um, I, I also, the, I think the other thing that about sending the clones in on this mission is it's like, okay, we've already lost this many regular troops. I don't care about the clones. Let's send some clones in. I I still think they they feel like the clones are probably the best soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're they're superior assets to the uh you know to the conscripted soldiers. You think Rampart thinks that? I do. I think he does. Otherwise he wouldn't have sent Crosshair in on that mission if he thought just regular Joes could have gotten it done, but he knew exactly like he, he knew the situation. To, like, Right, and he kind of wanted to drop the hammer on these insubordinate people. Yep, and he so knows what Crosshair is capable of, and Cody's editors. capable of. Yeah, but and then this kind of leads right back into where we were talking. You know, Rampart calls Crosshair in, and he says, "You know, I got this mission for you." And Crosshair assumes that he's going to be running the show, and then he finds out, "No, you're answering to Cody. We're sending you on this rescue mission." Uh, but we told him, "You're." on a diplomatic mission and you're going to negotiate a peaceful whatever transition or either way uh tawny ames not buying it from the get-go so the clones are coming in thinking they have the element of surprise when actually they suspected the whole thing and caught them by surprise in return which Shout out to the B1 battle droids who, <laughs> in this episode of the Bad Batch, were more successful in attacking <laughs> the clone army than they were in the entirety of, of the, the Clone, clone Wars. Wars combined. 
<laughs> You're not wrong on that take. They almost won. <laughs> they, they did. Were very close. They had them pinned in. Actually, a specially augmented uh, clone ninety nine uh, crosshair. They would have won. I put it. I'll even say that. Yeah, I don't disagree. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're not All wrong. All the major shifts in the battle came yeah. from him. Kyle coming with the fire takes today. Yeah. <laughs> He's to on point. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and Tawny they, was ahead of him, though. She saw him coming and said, yep. if this is a consular ship, where is the ambassador? You know? Yep. <laughs> um, she was she, like, no way. There's a, there's, well, and like, we're also just not going to take anything. Everybody already knows that the Empire's been around for 20 minutes, and we already know they are not to be trusted. And they're not no. coming in on sending in diplomats. They're no. coming in guns blazing. Yeah. Um, like Danny DeVito in that interview. <laughs> and they did use uh, all the droids. They, I mean, she had all of them. She had the, the battle right. droids. The only thing she didn't have was the heavies, the super the super battle droids. But she, no, had, she the, had the the regulars, the droidicas. I love a tactical oh, droids. The assassin droids. She had a bunch of those. She did. Um, those guys are formidable. Yep. Um, Again, without crosshair, the assassin droids would have saved the day. Which, which can I say, I just love that stairwell scene where cool. it it came into like the hand to hand combat crosshair got like schooled cody was good with the hand to hand combat he pulls out that vibro blade, vibro blade and yeah. just starts going at him and then saves crosshair like i was like oh man you got to brush up on your training here your hand to hand combat's not so good i mean it totally makes sense that the sniper wouldn't be good at close quarters yeah. yep yep loved it but i will say um you know the whole gimmick for Clone Force 99 is that they each one has their special ability. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the coolest one outright, but they do a way better job of showing off Crosshair's superpower than anybody else's. Like, Wrecker's strong, whatever. He pushes heavy things. Uh, but a Crosshair is constantly doing, like, whatever really cool shots he's doing ricochet stuff and double like down the barrel of the cannon to blow up the whole uh the whole tank um that whole scene was great find, yeah they find different ways to do it and he gets to do it a lot we need more scenes of hunter you know doing like a wolverine from the x-men where he's like sniffing yeah. stuff yes. in the woods, does he know? even have a uh, power like does he have an ability he's like basically a regular dude 99 percent of the time there was one episode where he was chasing a wolf or something you know <laughs> the the uh, one and, scene and text like good at computers yeah, yeah come on give the, me a little something else the rescue of um the rescue of echo i think was the best that you saw hunter when they were up in the tower in the standoff on um uh, with uh, what's Watt Tambor's uh, planet, yeah. right? Like that was the that was the best you saw out. Hunter when they were like trying to defend that, and he's doing the hand to hand combat with the knife stuff. That was the best time that you saw Hunter. Outside of that, he's been yeah, so, yeah. But uh, but Crosshair, I got to say, credit where credits due. They're showing him off his sniper abilities. He's always doing different cool stuff with that. That tank um, and, was, uh, tank this is backtracking was just a little bit, but. Uh, when Rampart was poking at him, we found it, it, when he first called him in to tell him about the mission. We found out he was uh, on Camino for thirty-two rotations, <laughs> which is presumably days, right? He wasn't right. there for yeah. thirty-two years, but uh, thirty-two days on that platform in the middle of an ocean. <laughs> uh, horrible. Just survive it, right? That sounds that's horrible. No way, no other way around it. That is awful. Uh, and he's he just, you know, I'm a, I'm a soldier of the empire. He's a sucker uh, is what he is, obviously. He is. He, yeah. He's fully brainwashed, really. Yep. That was a long yeah, time so to be out there. The uh, greatest B1 battle droids in the history of the um, separatist cl uh, droid army shot down the transport shuttle with the, with the, uh, all the clone troopers on it. A bunch of them died a bunch of them weren't able to go on so it's really just cody and crosshair like a handful a handful of other ones right mm -hmm. now trying to yeah pete and steve you know yeah. the other the one guy Jeff. That cody pretended like he cared about when he died but you'd never heard his name before in right. history of the world um i just want to say i would say that these are the best 
unmodified B1 battle droids because you got to put some respect on Mr. Bones. Mr. Name. Bones. True. Okay, fair. Yep. Credit where credit's due to Mr. Bones. But he, w- he wasn't standard issue. Roger, he some, Roger. He had some aftermarket <laughs> uh, add ons, I'd yes, say. Yes, that's true. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, there was, can we talk I, about. Can we talk about um God I can't the crosshair like I feel like they they want you to think that he's mulling it over and I think he's just emo. Like yeah. he's just <laughs> he's not really there's no introspection going on. He's just like, Yeah, this is it. Because like, we're gonna get there, but he's still ready to like just assassinate a fully innocent person who is negotiated with in good faith. Like he's right. he will do the just most war criminal thing you can do so i'm interested to see what finally yeah what finally flips the switch for him there was a Mm. a couple other things i think of note before we um that i want to backtrack to before we move on anymore but um when we first met up with cody he's in gray now first of all yeah so he's, he's no more yellow signifiers kind of sad Looks a little bit more like Wolf's uh, 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 paint scheme, I guess you would say. Um, but he, he and he and Crosshair are talking in front of the memorial before they go on this mission. He's talking about how a lot has changed, as you well know. When and you can already get this feeling that Cody like isn't really sure about this, right? Like mm-hmm. this isn't the army that we were once a part of i actually have that here let me let me hit that for you crosshair didn't recognize him he's like who's this guy it's been a while good to see you commander cody i didn't recognize you yeah a lot's changed as you well know when i heard you were cleared for duty i requested you specifically you're lucky I was available. <laughs> Word is, the rest of Clone Force 99 went rogue after Order 66 came through. Surprised? Not really. Him for Your squad was different by design. Rigs have gone AWOL too. So I've heard. Rumors are more and more clones have been questioning the Order. Mm-hmm. Now that we've had then they are traitors. Like the Jedi. Well, good soldiers follow orders. It, that's, I mean, that's the thing. And like, I love that because he's like, well, good soldiers follow orders, right? And then you get later on and he's in that conversation with Tawny. And at that point, he's like, he's, he's going against what the governor is trying to tell him. He's like, shoot her, kill her, like put her down. He's like, I can't do this. She, we're trying to end this peacefully. And then here's crosshair just sniping her off. Like, nah, good soldiers follow orders, man. You said it. And, and, you know, and Cody specifically, he spent all that time around Obi-Wan and he, you know, has been influenced by these people who are trying to do the right thing. He's feeling bad. I I felt like he was fishing to see I felt like he was already like kind of ready to ready to go already questioning it himself and was like okay here's a guy who's been around for a while let me see let me let me yeah, probe a little bit to see too. how he feels yep. and I mean I when he, he even the tone of the way he says well yeah you're right good for sh- soldiers follow orders like mm-hmm. he didn't it say it flipping. with any yeah right so it, yeah I I I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but then after I saw the way the the uh, the episode played out, it's like yeah, he was just he's just fishing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in, in that situation, you know, when you're a clone who was created to serve in the military, and you're questioning, you know, that whole existence, you would you wouldn't just come out and speak it. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. You would definitely no, be like, yeah. well, what, what, what do you think? You know? Uh, and, and the one last thing I had before we get back to them kind of storming the castle there is Cody w- was briefing everybody in the transport on the way, you know, kind of going through the mission. And he said that um, a group of insurgents 
had taken Governor Grog hostage, which like uh, he's reading the intel that was given to him. But how about that imperial propaganda there? You Mm -hmm. know, like we sent one officer and whatever, uh, 10 stormtroopers to this planet, this independent <laughs> planet that never ex- accepted us as their government in the first place. Thought and they'd just roll over. They said, no, thank you. And we're calling the uh, elected governor and the whatever resident, the indigenous people insurgents. It's insane. Like what? on, like at, at face value, it's ridiculous. Well, and Ogrotten in the beginning, what does he say? He's like, oh, we, rec- we, we, we received we received it, we reviewed it, and we rejected it. And I'm like, what's with the R alliteration yeah. here? Like, what what are we trying to do? Received, reviewed, and rejected. Yeah, I'm Madam. like, what? Like, what? Dude, yeah, but they <laughs> yeah. thought they were just going to roll over, and that's why... And wh- what And what exactly were you rejecting, by the way? Us saying <laughs> no thank you to you coming and taking us over? <laughs> right. We rejected that? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But no, he's, I, and I think that you're right. Cody's fishing for information there. I think he's curious why Crosshair is still there and the rest left. I think that's a big one too. Like, wait a minute. Why is this guy, the rest all apparently had change of heart and were different programs and they all took off. Why is this dude staying, still hanging around? So yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I kind of like the, the Cody gray look. I didn't think it was bad. I, I missed the no, not bad. color designations the for the Jedi, rituals. but um, but you know, again, <clears throat> with making them all have standard paint schemes, they also you saw Rampart is only referring to them all as their CT number too. He yeah, didn't know who Cody was. Yeah, I think um, that ticked off Crosshair a little bit. Um, I just show it just shows you like they they see them as tools, not as people. It, it's mm-hmm. all, it's a different whole different perspective from the Jedi. Yeah, not so let's the Jedi were perfect either by any means. No. But, so let's have fun. Uh, have fun storming the castle. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> princess right here. But uh, yeah. So the the B one battle droids they had their moment. They shined like they they shined like the the stars that they are and took down the. But then the survivors, the handful of them, the the red shirts plus Cody and Crosshair. <laughs> They're they're pinned down for a minute, and then Crosshair's like, uh, "Hold my beer, watch this," and he, you know, snipes everybody up on the on the battlements, and then he shoots right down the barrel of the of the tank and blows it up, and you know, wham, bam, thank you, we're 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 inside the gates, you know, I, mm-hmm. it's not really a castle, but really there was some kind of wall around this little city they were trying to a spiral breach. staircase into yeah. a tower, yeah. Um, I love so the use of the pucks again, though. What was that? I love the use of the pucks again, though. We saw those. Yeah, he did with those uh, earlier. Out, little reflecty things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used those to great effect, and and it didn't take long. It wasn't a super long siege necessarily. They they get just past this tank, and they they know there's a tactical droid, and if there's ever a tactical droid, that's the whole strategy is to take him out and. Crosshair doesn't have a shot from where they are, so they gotta climb the bell tower. You know, classic move. That's where they're also holding General Groton, and um, that's where we get one surprise attack by the battle droids, and they kill everyone else. Right, the last handful of clones get taken out, and Cody screams for no, uh, but. Jim, whatever I don't know what his name. So like, whatever. But let's make it act sure. like this was somebody we care about. Here, there we go, dead clone. But uh, then that's Cody and Crosshair climbing the spiral staircase. Like you said, they had the assassin droids who kind of had them pinned down, and um, Cody whips out his blade for the close quarters and is snapping droid necks and flings the little <laughs> reflecty thing up in the air and and uh he crosshair like, does the like whatever triple bounce uh, yep. through the two assassin droids and a tactical droid and then they're up there and it's uh just them and and uh get Tony to a Ames, standoff right? yeah got a, yep got a gun to general all head i do have um 
I do have this because she's yeah she's got the gun to Agraton's head and um we get to a standoff and Cody is you made that a thing you weren't even thinking about it it was the, like the dumbest dad joke and it really <laughs> caught on <laughs> it's like Terry Mithril. um but they they get to this point and uh she's trying to have a dialogue with cody and cody's trying to resolve this peacefully and uh i've I've, last thing before you before you play that yep there was a cool little scene with some droidicas too i like to see those those are the actual like assassin droids and droidicas those are the two things that like oh those actually are hard for them to beat sometimes. I tell you what, they were she was pulling out all the stops. They were kind of in that weird, I don't know, like multi-level stairwell area, and they're listening they and they could hear it, now. but they had no idea where it was coming from. And the first one rolls in through like that doorway and pops up and just drills the clone right. That he's just doing like the yeah. the side to side movement from getting riddled in the chest, <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, um, they lit him up. But I I did love the reference where um I think Crosshair he's he yells out like hit him with a popper and we saw off. that back when Saw was training um with his sister Stila on how to roll him underneath the shield trouble rolling it through, yeah. so it works and then there's a scene later on where there's one of the the B ones standing right next to the droidicas above him and he throws the popper onto the B1 one of the clones throws the popper on the B1 and then crosshair shoots the B1 and he falls into the droidica yes falls through the shield that was a nice move again another display of crosshair's uh ability there mhm mhm um let me i have edited the the standoff dialogue a little bit and kind of shortened it up cuz there's obviously long dramatic pauses in there but we do get an um an interesting conversation between Tawny and uh, Cody here. Your forces are the only threat to my people. We are not the enemy. The Empire seeks to establish peace and order throughout the galaxy. Peace? There was a time I believed in that. So much so my colleague Mina Monteri and I put forth a treaty with separatists and Republic senators mm-hmm. alike mm. to end the war. Your Supreme Chancellor rejected it. I realized then, peace was never an option. It's an option now. Listen, we both lived through one war. Let's not start another. Too many people have died already. We can resolve this without more bloodshed. Please, do this for your people. Nicely handled. Now execute her. Sir, I promised a peaceful... You did, I didn't. Now execute her. So much for peace. I gave you an order. Follow it, or face the consequences for discipline. Crosshair takes her out at the end. Um, Like I said, I cut that one down a lot because there was a, a lot of conversation, but... Agarotten is just the worst. Um, and after that, he he basically says, throw her body up in the square and make an example of her. Like, bro. God. Yeah. Um, I love that reference to Mina Bonteri and that bill that they proposed. That was a night. That was like a really good storyline in Clone Wars. Um, that was just a, a really fun reference. I like to hear that. I, mm-hmm. I still like is Lux out there somewhere? Did we ever know what happened to him after his run in with the Mandalorians and he blew off into space? He's got to be out there somewhere. So it's always good, but man, from, from like basically from this moment on that, like atmospheric blade runner esque like just like, ah, some shit just went down. Mm -hmm. Like, the air is the the air is heavy uh kiner score just like so good it's like it it's the same kind of thing he did you know in the the last season of clone wars in the Not siege of mandalore this week huh yeah mm-hmm. Um, you're right. Cause after this scene, Josh, there is not a lot of, there's like a couple minutes with like no dialogue. It's literally, yeah, it's, they just let that music sink and mm-hmm. you, 
uh, you don't need the dialogue. The music's telling you everything you need to know. You see, um, put her you, body in the square. Let it be a warning to the rest of them. You see, um, the clones leaving, and you see more of those the stormtroopers moving in. You see the the mother and the child that we saw in the beginning that kind of gave the scally look to the clones when they arrived. They're like shuffling them off somewhere well, else. They gave that look because the clones are like, no, don't worry. We're here to help you. And they're like, help us. Mm, no, we don't need any help. The bad right. guys. Yep. Um, and you see them again getting shuffled off somewhere by the stormtroopers. And it's just this like now full on infiltration of Dessex and they're taking over, but there's no vocal. There's no words. It's just images and it's music and it's, it's good old fashioned montage, baby. Yeah. It's very telling. So and even Cody like stops at the ship for a minute and kind of looks back and he looks around and he takes it all in before he like heads up into the ship to go back to base. And he's having a hard time with it. He, he understands what's going on. Well, that was a nail in the coffin for him. I think he, mm-hmm. like I said, I think he was already leaning that way, leaning uh, that this was bad, uh, and that you know what happened with with Tawny uh, is was that was the straw that b- broke the camel's back. Yep. So, um, and I yeah, do have last conversation with Crosshair back at the memorial when they get back on. Uh, yep. Uh, on I do have that here. Hold on one second. Tell me something, Crosshair. This new empire. Are we making the galaxy better? We're soldiers. We do what needs to be done. You know what makes us different from battle droids? We make our own decisions. Our own choices. And... We have to live with them too. That's it right there. That's the last conversation between Cody and Crosshair before he goes AWOL. Do you think uh do you think when we saw Crosshair staring up at the ceiling deep in thought, was that uh was that weighing on his mind? What what Cody had to say to him, you know? You're talking about the second we make our own decisions and we have to live with them. The second rack scene when he's like waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit, I think. Um, for I I don't know for some reason Crosshair is having a much harder time with his conscience than the rest of the Bad Batch did. Um, about the decisions that they've made. Insight into his internal monologue. You know, it's hard for me to guess what he's thinking because his actions would say he's just stone cold, don't care about anything. But then I think they give us these scenes where he's just kind of sitting all alone and they and or maybe laying there just staring up at the ceiling and with the musical cues i think we they're implying that there's something more going on there but i don't know it's clear what he's really i don't know dealing with there or or toiling with no i i agree i think they've done a good job of creating putting depth to his character like in hiding it do you know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not laying. Like Cody was an easy one to go. Okay, he's clearly having second thoughts about this now after the fact, and because his chip isn't removed, um, I don't think. I mean, unless something happened between now and there, but I don't think his chip is removed, and he's he has a conscience, and it's weighing on him. And Crosshair, I think that was the whole purpose of those two scenes. The first one when he's kind of coming out of recovery and he's getting back into service. And then the second one, again, he got back into service. They put him in that kind of mission and he followed the order that his governor gave him. And he's, it still went. Cause he was, if you notice the second time he was up before his alarm went off. The first time you saw it, he was up like his alarm was going off and he had a hard time waking up the second time he was awake before his alarm went off. And I, that's the sign of, somebody who didn't sleep or had a hard time sleeping. I think that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, so. yeah, I think, um, I, I, he seems, he seems so willing to follow that order and do the thing that potentially you wouldn't want to do, you know, like killing a, a person that you just negotiated a peaceful surrender with. 
Um, yeah. But then he does seem to be weighing on him, obviously. You know, that's that's the implication there. So um, I, I wonder how that's working. Why is he why is he so willing? Has he never considered that? You know, I can't imagine that Cody saying, you know, we make our own decisions and we have to live with them that like flipped a switch and he's like oh yeah i have been murdering a whole bunch of people haven't i i never really thought about it that way i feel bad uh, so um i i wonder why now this is starting to weigh on him more than it ever seems to have in the past Mm -hmm. someone trying to talk him out of it that's not just the 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 other members of the batch like Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if that weighs heavier it's like oh you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it is me. Being a little more. Maybe I am the asshole. An object. <laughs> it's more than like just our little click. These guys think it's bad too. So yeah. Um. But he, I mean, he made a point. Like you know, when Cody was like, "Well, I heard," you know, Clone Force ninety nine went rogue. He's like, "Well, the regs have gone rogue too." Okay, so we're all going rogue. Like <laughs> everybody's leaving. This is a bad thing. Um, should we leave too? I don't know. Let's go do this mission and see what happens. And that's where Cody's like, this is bad. We need to go. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Um, I don't know. Let's go overthrow democratically elected government and see. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know that she might've also been a tyrant. Possible. Possible. True. I mean, she was wearing that kind of trippy helmet with the, I mean, maybe she needed to in that environment or something. I don't know. I don't know. She like whipped the... it off. So I think yeah. it's a fashion statement, but her, her people did not seem to be happy that the empire was coming to rescue them. I know that. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, did you guys catch who, um, did you guys catch who crosshair got reassigned to for the second mission since it wasn't Cody afterwards? CT two, 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 something CT one, two, two, six. Who's that? So one, two, two, six does not have a name. Um, he was initially, uh, mentioned in star Wars, essential guide to warfare author, Jason Fry. Um, it was a short story in the Geonosian briefings. CT one, two, six, six basically got lucky. He fell behind his group that was kind of retreating and fell in a hole. And when he kind of like got back up, there was a one of those Hellfire missile droids, you know, the ones with the big rolly wheels, mm-hmm. that kind of angle, kind of right there, and it was about to open up on some of the ATTs that they had and take them out. Well, he ends up shooting a super battle droid that was about to launch a rocket. Well, shooting that made it fall, which launched the rocket into the Hellfire thing and blew it up, and basically he saved a ton of clones. And he, he tried to, he, they gave him a medal for it and said, Hey, you did this great thing. You saved a lot of soldiers today. Good for you. And he's like, dude, I got lucky. Like, and he tried to give the medal back and they didn't take it. And and so he's this dude who, um, and I, he's got a quote and I forgot to write the quote down, but he's basically, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good or whatever it is do you know what i mean so here's it's going to be real interesting to see what happens if we get to see this mission with crosshair and one two six one two two six uh <laughs> if he's I kind of a bumbling to be like look i am not qualified for this <laughs> i keep just falling my way into promotions you know you shoot one droid you blow up a tank and all of a sudden you trip and fall, and now I've yep. got a whole. <laughs> I've got a platoon, and then, yeah. I don't even know what to do. Here. Yeah, I can read a map. I don't know what's going to happen with this guy, but um, kudos to bring kind of an obscure. Because I think when you're thinking like, oh, he's getting reassigned, you're thinking maybe Jesse or like somebody like, you know what I mean, like a clone you know or a name you know at this point, and here you are with one two two six, who's just kind of. Fell his way upwards in <laughs> in in the chain of command. He dropped his blaster one time. It it shot the tactical droid right through the head on accident. Oh, he pulled the Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Jar. He's failing upwards <laughs> like Binks. Yeah. Hey, it happens in the clones just as it happens in the Gungans, apparently. So you know, it, it's a thing. So, but it was kind of a cool little uh, 
cool little nod there and cool way to bring a, a backstory character um, into the into the fold. So anything else uh, you guys want to talk about with this episode? Anything else you really enjoyed or didn't like? I, th- I mean, I thought the episode was great. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Checked a lot of Clone Wars boxes. I like uh, in the end, Dooku was right. He knew the Republic was corrupt, that it would collapse and become something worse. I mean, in hindsight. Yeah. We're making a point. Yep. Um, did you guys, let me ask this question. Um, did you have a hard time during when they got to actual, like the fighting scene, did you have a hard time rooting back and forth for people? Cause like I'm sitting there going, yeah, all right, go clones. And then I'm like, wait a minute, they're the bad guys. And I'm like, oh, go battle. Dro-. Wait a minute. Um, that's the other way I'm confused. It, like, <laughs> isn't it weird how the battle droids seemed a whole lot more formidable now that they're the good guys? Yes. <laughs> and I just give them a little bit of plot armor and all of a sudden these, <laughs> it's helpful. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I found myself having this weird inner, uh, I don't, this weird inner conflict of, I, I want Cody oh, to do well. I like right. Cody. And then I'm like, wait, they're the bad guys now. And then I'm going, wait, the, but the droids are the bad guys. And it was just this odd. Um, I don't know. It can't be bad. Justin, it only does what you tell it. Very true. Very true. Or what the tactical droid tells it. <laughs> what about someone who is more well, machine, machine than man? man. Yeah, see? <laughs> That's tough. It's the man inside the it's machine. A whole other layer right. of that crappy paint on the wall yeah, of the apartment. This is a terrible analogy. <laughs> leaning into that one. Yeah. Um, all right. So at this point, you know, we kind of saw in the episode the replacing of the clones with the with the new troopers. Do you, how far along in this? Um, how far along in this transition do you think we are? And in the clones that we're talking about, it's the defense recruitment bill um, that they did not want to be want passing because they knew they'd be out of a job, but how far along do you think we are? Are we about a quarter of the way through the transition process, maybe halfway? Are we three quarters of the way? Um, Because we're still kind of fresh off Order 66. We're probably what? um, What do we think? More than a year? I don't know how far out we are. I'm sure. I feel like it's been more than a year, though. I'm looking. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how far into the transition to away from clones we would be at this point mm. uh 19 bby is where we're at okay hmm. so how far after the formation <coughs> of the galactic republic is that or the sorry the consolidation into the galactic empire we have to rely on the local historian here to yeah to get it <laughs> also known as google <laughs> or Josh I'm not on Google sir <laughs> um looking into my memory banks you know yeah I don't know I mean I don't know how far we are I my guess is probably about halfway I would think like because there's there were still quite a few clones walking around the base although that lunchroom certainly looked fairly empty that's probably yeah that's probably where like the majority of the clones are kept now though too don't you think we're still in this so 19 BBY is still is the same year it's that still the first year it's yeah it's still revenge of the sith siege of mandalore is all the same year okay, okay. so it hasn't even been that long so in a year less than a year's time they've already pushed out a good chunk of these clones and they're making that transition swift so um you know more and more of these clones may be going awol so that they're not um part of that or maybe they found out what's happening to them they're just taking off here, and going into here hiding. We go. So it's been a mu- it's what it's been. We know it's been thirty two days or thirty two days plus. How you However know it's been? He was in the. We'll say two months tops since they stopped using, stopped ordering new clones. Okay. So, man, Bad Batch was running a lot of missions for Sid in two months. Like that happened pretty quick. Gotta eat. Yeah. Well, two months point. since since they Camino blew up. Yeah, Camino blew up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Before that. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, and presumably Camino was already empty at that time too. So they stopped making clones. Like when they when they bombed Camino, it wasn't full of clone embryos or whatever. So right. they presumably stopped some period of time before that, but 
not that long. They still haven't, they also still haven't passed the defense recruitment bill. So they're obviously not able to just draft yeah. mass numbers of um, soldiers yet either. Yeah. The people you have now are the, the, the troopers Those they have now are the, the true believers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good point. Yeah. Overall solid episode. Two thumbs up on this one. Pretty much covers it for episode three. Yeah. Looking forward to episode four. Please tell me that three was not the pinnacle of this season because. No, it was good. I hope it wasn't the best thing we see all season. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. All right. Peaking early like that high school quarterback. (laughs) I hate to see it. At Polk High. (laughs) Four touchdowns in one game. Sorry. A little married with children reference there. All right. Let's wrap it up, folks, and go. Home. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That was Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 3 Recap. This, what is it? The Solitary Clone. It was a good episode. Solid episode. Um, go out. You can listen to our podcast anywhere you find podcasts. You can find us anywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Outer and Beacon. You can email us, OuterandBeacon at gmail.com. Um, Anywhere you find the podcast, come listen to us. If you're new, welcome. If we've had you for a long time, welcome back. Hope you, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at IamTheBendu. Uh, where are they going to find you guys at? This is Josh on Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. This is Kyle. I am KD underscore legend on the social media. Hope everybody has a great week. As always, get out there and do something Star Wars-y. And may the Force be with you. Always. Good soldiers follow orders. Oh, wait, I gotta forgot this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't get enough of a droid going, mm-hmm. I laughed too hard. That happens. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care. <laughs>